Hi, and welcome uh, to this uh, Back of Essentials podcast. Uh, my name is Keith Joseph. Uh, I'm a channel manager for Ataro Software, uh, and we've been doing these uh, podcasts as a series, and this one I'd really like to cover off uh, the steps that you need to consider to secure your data backups. Uh, and really some of the steps that you should be considering, you need to think about, uh, and really need to um, just put some thought into, um, because sometimes these steps are missed. Sometimes um, things like this act as a little bit of a prompter to you, but uh, it, it's really just about sort of trying to uh, open um, your eyes and thought patterns in, with regards to um, some of the things that you may want to consider you know, not all things, not all shoes fit all feet, but, you know, you have this situation where there's just things that you really sort of uh, may want to consider. Uh, and when you're talking about uh, securing your backups, you need to understand the backups are sort of uh, fundamentally important to the organisation. What has a tendency to happen, though, is that backups, um, because of the nature and they've been around for so long, they get forgotten and they go through. So I say these are just a few steps that... Um, uh, I've put together some of the experiences that we've had as an organization that, that may help you and may want to drive through. So um, let's start off with, um, you know, asking a simple question. Is your backup part of your security strategy? Uh, sounds a very uh, odd thing to ask, but it is amazing how many companies uh, make an assumption that backup is covered by the security strategy, but is not actually included in the security strategy. The security strategy is normally loaded towards the front end. Um, so it's it's the, the, virus, the antivirus, it's protection against um, malware and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, um, the, secure, the, the physical controls that you put in the front um, are fallible. Uh, and you will have this opportunity, will have this situation where you may or may not get um, uh, breakages through for whatever reason. And at the end of the day, uh, the backup is going to be part and parcel of the basically your last line of defense. But in order to make that happen and more to make part of the strategy, it it needs to be in the plan. Uh, so therefore, if you don't actually have it in your, your security strategy, uh, you're actually missing a huge trick because it's the fallback position that you have. Which then leads on to sort of the second thing you need to look at. And again, it's another strategy-based thing, but... Uh, based on the fact that the front end security measures may fail, um, the lightnings may not, but they may do. Um, is the backup included in your DR strategy? It's a very, very simple question. Um, and a backup strategy or a DR strategy, I should say, is, is the what if scenario. What if this goes down. What if that happens? What if this happens? What do I do? The DR strategy is actually what are the steps that we need to take to move that forward to the next? So have I got an incident, uh, an incident response plan uh, around my DR strategy uh, that goes through? So um, the, the first two bits are really about planning and understanding what backup is and what backup means to your organization. But then um, have I got a plan? Is it part of the strategy? Uh, and then what if uh, something happens, what am I going to do? So is the DR strategy, I have a copy off site, I have this, I have that, I have this, this is what I'm going to do in the event of uh, a ransomware attack, I'm going to do steps A, B and C, of which I'm going to pull copies, I'm going to do everything I need to do. But again, you, you have that opportunity to drive that through, but you need to plan it. And planning is key to a lot of things. Then 
once you've done that, it's it's then start looking at some of the more um, subtle things that you need to look at. And it's amazing how many times um, we deal with stuff where, um, for example, uh, people haven't limited access rights to the backup data. Now, not only is that uh, foolish because it can be overwritten, it can be done, it just gets overlooked in the processes, but uh, you can have backups that are overwritten, you can have backups that are deleted, you can have backups that are all sorts of bits of problems. So therefore, if, you, if you're limiting the rights access to only certain key people can do key things to it, you're limiting the, the possibilities of things going wrong, and therefore, if you need to invoke your... Um, your security strategy or your DR strategy, you actually know you've got the data there to actually pull the data back. And then part of your DR strategy is then, you know, have you considered different locations? It is amazing how many people um, only back up to either the cloud or to local storage, and they don't do either. So, you know, this is the old adage within the backup strategy is the three, two, one uh, uh, which is, you know, three sets of data in two different locations and one copy, blah, blah, blah. So you, you'll have all this go through. But it is interesting how many people don't consider that. They just think, I've just got a local copy. That's going to do me. So that's fine. But then it's very, very simple these days to say, yes, I've got a local copy, and that gives me a very quick restore. But uh, what I need to consider is actually if uh, the building burns down, is the data off-site? So then part of my DR, my DR strategy is, hey, do I pull the data off site? If so, what do I do in the event of this disaster happening? How do I pull it back? So it's all interlinked, but you need to consider different locations. And the real allergies is, is that what you should be having is you should have one copy on site and then two off site. Um, and whether you have that as, a, as, a, as an instantaneous replicated copy that's available at uh, a secondary site or a secondary location or partner's location, and then maybe a cloud-based location in one of the big cloud providers that are subject to doing what you need to do. But it is amazing how uh, many people just have one location. And then what you then need to consider is actually the physical access to the data uh, to, and to the backups themselves. You, you know, at the end of the day, um, we put them on... Uh, I don't know, say you put a local copy onto a NAS or a USB, uh, do you change the admin rights to that NAS so somebody can't come in and actually change them? Do you actually hide them on the network so nobody can see them and nobody can accidentally override uh, the data that's on it? Because all these things happen, especially within smaller companies. So one of the things you maybe need to look at is, um, uh, you know, a SCO audit report that you need to do. Um, maybe look at an independent uh, security assessment report. Um, do your own order reports. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of tools out there that can do them. But, you know, if you limit the, the physical access to the backups uh, to limited people, um, you know, it goes back to the rights um, stuff that we uh, I covered a, a second or two ago. You know, it, it's about, yes, you, you, you limit somebody's rights, but actually limit somebody's access to the machine itself. So, you know, put it in a locked cupboard, uh, then, then change the password, then make sure it's hidden on the network. You know, just hide it away. So, so there's a limited amount of people know where it is and what it's doing, what it's back up. Because at the end of the day, as part of your security strategy, you need to make sure that everything is um, stepped to make sure that it's it's protected. Because in the event of a problem, disaster recovery, uh, sorry, backup in in conjunction with your disaster recovery plan is your last line of defence. But then you can go you go to a step further. You know, we talked about you know. Um, 
uh, how do you ensure that the backup media is protected? Well, the first thing is, is that, you know, <laughs> um, yes, I've got it. Uh, I've got it in a NAS box and it locked in the cupboard. Well, have you got a Kensington lock on it just in case somebody breaks the cupboard open? Um, you know, have you, uh, if you're using USBs for long-term archiving, are you putting them in a fireproof safe? Are you taking them off site of the uh, organization uh, to put them into a secure location away from uh, the data source? Um, you know, you could you could be using sort of very, very old technology like tape or optical discs, you know, and again, um, they need to be protected and fireproof. So again, you need to make sure that they're, um, um, they're, they're put in uh, places that are protected, but again, they're part of the strategy and they're part of the DR plan to make sure that the, if the what if and what happens when uh, goes through, then, then you're making sure that everything is, is uh, protected. Because at the end of the day, it's your data, it's your business, it's your livelihood, it's your life. Um, and then the so the next stage is that uh, when you start looking at your um, backup provider, is actually start looking at the security measures that the backup provider uh, puts in place. Now, a classic example would be is it's the argument of on-prem versus cloud. Now, there are the backup industry is is vast and it's it's worth billions of. of dollars per year but the interesting thing is there's different levels uh, within the marketplace that uh, that's out there so for example um, you may choose as part of your uh, DR strategy that cloud is the only way you want to go for for whatever reasons you know in, in my world it's it's not the best from a recovery standpoint but it may make sense for you as an organization to to go with cloud but here's the thing do you go with a vendor that is um, located in somewhere that may not have the same security stringent standards that um, that's adhered to within where I'm based in the UK or within the EU or within North America uh, or Australia or you know the, you know countries of that sort of nature. You know it could be that they they're coming in from uh, more. Uh, I'll pick my words very carefully here. Uh, less security sensitive type uh, areas where the state has a bit more uh, input into what they do. Uh, and likewise, uh, if you then go, as we alluded to, you go to cloud, for example, you say, okay, so when you go to physical disk um, in your office or in your data center and you lock it in a cupboard and you put Kensington lock in it and you've, you've changed the password and you've changed, uh, you've hidden the network address and you've hidden everything you need and it's all completely uh, part of the plan. When you go to cloud, do you actually evaluate the security measures that your uh, backup provider is actually providing you? Is the data residing in the EU? Or is it residing in China? Or is it re residing in Russia? Or is it residing in a West African state? You know, the, the, there's been some absolute horror stories of people that haven't done due due diligence in regards to where their data is stored. And there was a case, okay, it's a few years back now, where uh, the Welsh government um, signed a contract with a cloud provider and subsequently after 12 months of putting a lot of very sensitive data on this um, cloud environment, they realised the data centre was in Liberia and actually subject to no security measures, no controls. You know, so uh, have you evaluated... Um, the, the vendor that is providing you, so if it's going into their cloud, as an example, 
where is their cloud located? Now, there's very different rules between uh, North America and there is between the EU. Uh, and likewise, um, you know, for example, if you're um, uh, dealing with uh, records that come out of Germany, you know, there's a lot more stringent rules in relation to that you need to uh, double opt out. You've got to have written consent for data to move outside of the country's borders. You've got to have all these sort of plans put in place. Uh, and you need to make sure that you... Um, uh, you, you're, you're consistent with this. So the amount of times you hear people, yeah, I'm going with vendor A, and okay, have you checked them out? No. Uh, okay, so you're a educational trust and you're going to put it onto their cloud. Yes. Do you do realize their cloud is in North America? No. Well, didn't you check? No. Do you not think you should? Well, they're a reputable company. Yes, they're a reputable company, but their data is outside of the control. And as the data controller, you need to make sure you're doing that. And again, backup is part of the control mechanisms, which therefore it needs to be part of the security strategy that we talked about right at the start. So therefore, you need to make sure that everything is, is, is wrapped up in a nice little neat bubble. So you're making sure that, yes, I know where my data is. I know what the plan is. If it goes wrong, I know what's going to happen here. But I also know the fact that uh, in the event if I get audited, I know where my data is and I know I can put my finger on it and say my data is here. And therefore, if it is in a cloud-based environment for my backups, um, I can they can adhere to these standards. It's also amazing how people spout uh, the line of, oh, it's ISO 27001. That applies to the UK operation, doesn't necessarily apply if it's based in the UK or EU. That doesn't necessarily apply to where the data sense is located because that may be outside of control of the business. It could even be a bought-in third-party location uh, to make sure they got they, they make sure it's um, um, make sure that that data is 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 prioritised and in place. And as we said before, you know, make sure that your network is secure. You know, as I've iterated before, you need to hide drives uh, because if you don't, you can accidentally override them if you accidentally override them. But that also means, uh, as I said before, making sure the logins are um, uh, a, a must. Uh, have you got multi-factor authentication added to it? You know, is there extra layers that you need to do? Yes, it, it, it's painful to do uh, because you've got so much to do. But it's again, it's because you're protecting your data. If your data gets out into the um out into the wider world it's going to be um it's going to be absolutely uh dangerous for you because yes most uh, you know everything's set up and done what needs to do but you know at the end of the day it's still your data so one of the things you also need to make sure that is covered on is that you prioritize your backup encryption you need to understand that is it aes 256 encrypted if it is great and if they can prove it and they can show you it and you've got control of the keys absolutely perfect if it hasn't you need to ask why not because if you're not encrypting data there's the possibility of things things going horribly wrong but um likewise you need to make sure that it's not um out of control so it's very difficult to do but it's within the control but it has to be part of your plan with regards to encrypting the data and making sure that that data is uh completely secure and part of the plan, part of your DI plan, but part of that is encrypting it and making sure. And then really the last thing that you need to make sure that you do, and this is what so many people don't do, is they don't do, make comprehensive backups. They just do, um, they do forever forward and they just, they never do a test. So therefore they don't stop, test it, make sure every periodically 
um, take a marker, put a snapshot, put a you know the, whichever process you're looking to do, but they don't put um, markers in to actually test and say, yeah, I know from this point for this point back everything's working right. You know, most good backups uh, providers now will give you a sandbox and testing environment where you can automatically fire up a backup. Uh, and part and parcel and every 28 days or every 15 days depending on what your security strategy says you should be doing in your dr strategy put it into and get it regularly tested and backed up sandboxed and reported on and then once you've done that you know full well that you've got peace of mind that not only have you now got a security strategy that includes your backup your backups in part and parcel of your disaster recovery plan you know full well that um, the the data that is on the the, the drives whether they're on-prem or off-prem are protected and they're encrypted and nobody can get to them, nobody can see them. The people that can are limited and therefore they have to have authorizations through authentication and the rest of it. Any data that is moved uh, is encrypted uh, and therefore you've got the security measures in place that go through. You've, you've looked at the vendors that are supplying this, you've, you've audited them, you've made sure that they comply with, this, with the standards that you want to set as an organization and you're testing it and you know full well that in the event of something going wrong it will absolutely work so the, 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 these are just a, a you know a few points um uh, of ways of securing your data backup uh once you've secured your data backup you know it's just part and parcel of the process but hopefully this has given you just a few pointers and a few thought patterns that will um you know really just try and sort of aid you in part of, you know to being a good steward of the data that you have for your, your business now as i said uh, my name is keith joseph uh, i work for altaro software um, there is always a, a pitch that goes with these sort of things we do do a very comprehensive backup solution uh if you do um would like to have a look at it please please have a look at altaro.com uh, where you'll see a full range of the products that we do um we'll uh, and I'd just like to say thank you very much and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to doing the next one very soon. Thank you very much.